since learning the truth about alcohol over four years ago, I've become pretty skeptical about anything that seems too good to be true. You know, like alcohol. If you're like me and you can spot a too good to be true health hack from a mile away, congrats, you're a skeptic too. Ritual knows that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds our standards. I take Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus every morning because it has high quality and traceable key ingredients in clean, bioavailable forms. It's gentle on an empty stomach and has a minty essence in every bottle that helps make taking my multis actually enjoyable. No more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com forward slash sober mom. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com forward slash sober mom for 25% off. All right, you guys, I am currently struggling with a pinched nerve in my neck. And if you have ever had one, you know the pain. So I am feeling super thankful for today's sponsor, Tanasi. Tanasi's CBD, CBDA is two times better than CBD alone and better than over-the-counter ibuprofen, acetaminophen, and aspirin. It helps soothe and relieve my aches and pains, like my pinched nerve, and it's great for sleep and anxiety, so I put it on right before bed. Tanasi was discovered by a team of chemists and biologists at Middle Tennessee State University, and 5% of all revenue is given back to the university partner for ongoing research. It is THC-free and comes in a range of products. I love the topicals, but you can also choose from soft gels, gummies, and tinctures. Satisfaction is guaranteed. Try Tanasi for 30 days, and if you don't love it, you get a full refund. Go to Tanasi.com and use code MOM to get 25% off at checkout. That's T-A-N-A-S-I.com to get 25% off your first order with promo code MOM. Hi, welcome to the Sober Mom Life podcast. I'm your host, Suzanne of My Kind of Sweet and the Sober Mom Life on Instagram. If you are a mama who has questioned your relationship with alcohol at times, if you're wondering if maybe it's making motherhood harder, this is for you. I will be having candid, honest, funny conversations with other moms who have also thought, hmm, maybe motherhood is better without alcohol. Is it possible? We'll chat and we'll talk about all things sobriety and how we've found freedom in sobriety. I don't consider myself an alcoholic. You don't have to either. And maybe life is brighter without alcohol. I hope you will join us on this journey and I'm so excited to get started. Hello and welcome to this special bonus episode of the Sober Mom Life Podcast. These are the real sober mom chats. It's kind of like the Real Housewives, but without the booze, which means it's less dramatic and it's more fun because let's be honest, those ladies are not having fun. But these ladies are, and I am so excited. I brought these chats back because you guys loved them. You love these relatable stories. They're stories of moms just like you who are either newly sober or just still working things out and sober curious, or sometimes they have some years under their belt and they come and tell us all that they've learned and share their experience. 
You love these chats. I do too. If you want to share your story, I would love to hear from you. You do that over at the Sober Mom Life Cafe. That, in case you missed the announcement, is replacing our Patreon. It's much easier to understand. So it's just the Sober Mom Life Cafe. It will be linked in the show notes. You can get there through mykindofsweet.com. And it's $10 a month. You get bonus podcast episodes. You get weekly Zoom meetings. You get our monthly book club. You get access to our exclusive Discord chat with moms just like you. And you get to sign up to share your story on the podcast. So come on over there. It's linked in the show notes. It's the Sober Mom Life Cafe. And um, it's the only cafe without coffee. So bring your own coffee, but come for the connection and the community. And we would love to have you. Okay, guys, enjoy the episode. Jamie, welcome back to the Sober Mom Life. You're our first return real sober mom. That is so cool. I'm so excited. And it's so good to be back here and see you. I know. It's so good. You know what? I was just listening to our first episode. Have you listened to it recently? I've never actually listened to it. So really? I had my okay. husband listen to it because I'm not the type that <laughs> likes to hear my voice. Yeah, I get really like embarrassed. So I never have. But he actually listened and kind of like has given me like, you know, just thoughts about it and stuff. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you that you should listen to it because I listened to it again this morning, but I totally understand not wanting. I don't listen to every podcast episode because I'm like, oh, I can only take so much of myself. But your story is just, I want to do like a little recap. Okay. Okay. And for people who didn't, who have not listened to Jamie's story. So you were on, wait, now, of course I had it pulled up and where did it go? When were you on October? It was October. I think it was like Halloween at launch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was. It was on Halloween. And at that time, you were 93 days sober. (gasps) That's all? That's crazy. (laughs) I know. Okay. So I wanted to kind of recap. So you really started to question your drinking after the birth of your second child, Charlotte. Correct. And then you were working from home, pandemic, your drinking ramped up. Yeah. And then you woke up on July 5th and you decided to do a 30-day challenge. And then it kind of, you kind of just like went from there, right? Yes. 100%. I just hit 11 months. And now you just hit 11 A week months. ago. Yes. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. You're almost at a year, Jamie. This is it's amazing. incredible. How are you feeling? Let's start. Let's go over it. Yes. So I feel amazing. You look amazing. Thank you. I will you. tell you. Yeah. There's just something that happens in the eyes. Like there's just, when when the toxin is gone, you can tell. Yes. It's life-changing. And I've also lost, I think, almost 50 pounds since I quit drinking, which is crazy. And I know a lot of, I, I do see a lot of women specifically in like the Sober Mom Life Facebook group that are always asking about how come I'm not losing weight? You know, it's been two weeks, I'm not losing weight. And it's like, be patient. Cause like, if you are mindful about what you're putting in your body and like, it will happen for you. Just in general, you're moving more, you're, you know, not eating potato chips and pizza in the morning after a big hangover, different things like that. So like, I feel like for me, like it all's like came together about like seven to eight months is kind of when it was like the the sweet spot for me. Oh, really? It's so true. And, And it is different for everybody. And I think that the whole like be patient thing, it's so true. And it's such a good reminder. It's like when you think about how long you were drinking, 
right? And then you can't just, it's not going to be a two-week thing and you're going to be just like totally back to square one. Like your body is healing. Your mind is healing. Everything is healing. Yes. In the first six months, like I was like eating as much sugar as I wanted. Like I was like, you know what? Like I knew in general I was eating less than I would. Like I have two kids. So we order pizza a lot. Like like literally three times a week. And like before, even like nights I wasn't drinking, I'd eat like four or five pieces of pizza. Like now, like super mindful, like one to two, you know, with a salad, like and even things like that. But I would still like have cookies and things that first six months. But then like holiday Christmas came around and my husband and I, because like we were just like getting donuts with the kids every weekend. It was just crazy. And then finally we're like, let's take a break. So in January, I really started to like cut out as much sugar as I could. I still eat like I had a brownie yesterday and stuff, but like I feel like okay, that first good. six months. I was like, it's wait. Like, <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, definitely. You just gotta be kind to yourself too. Like you can't like just try it all. Like, oh, I'm gonna go on a strict diet. I'm gonna give up alcohol. I'm gonna like not do sweets anymore. It's like you can't. Like it's just it's not tenable. No, it's so not. And the kindest thing you can do for yourself is give up alcohol. Like that is the kindest thing that you can do for your body and for your mind. And so if then you turn to sugar more, like that's okay, right? Like that's, I'm still, I've been battling my sweet tooth for my entire life. Um, but I still like it ebbs and it flows. And it's it's so true about being mindful too. Like you're just giving yourself a chance to be like, oh, okay, let's see what I'm putting in my body and how I'm fueling it. And then you want to move more, right? Yes, 100%. And I also started running again. I think when I we talked after like that last time, I started running. But I, since then, I've completed three half marathons. So in what? like the last year, and I'm also signed up for another one in July for my one year anniversary. Oh, my God. I forgot how much running, like how much I loved running and like how it just, I, I just feel so powerful after a run. And I just, I do get that runner's high. And that's been a go-to for me, just like getting out and running, especially when it's nice out in Seattle. Cause like, it's not like that all the time here. It gives me what I need. And I'm just like, so grateful. Oh. Like that's one of the, the things I got back into running. Cause I took like seven years off. Like, so that's been great too. That's such a tangible thing that you can see that alcohol got in the way of, right? And you were your story, I remember, was very relatable because it wasn't like this rock bottom. It wasn't – you didn't lose everything to alcohol. But that is a tangible thing that you can look at and say, oh, wow, now I can see that alcohol got in between me and running. And now I've gotten to reconnect with something that I love doing and that you said it makes you feel powerful. Like, yes. how incredible is that? I know. It's crazy. Like, because I recently did a half marathon and I was all by myself and it was like a really hot day here. It was on Mother's Day and it was really hot for Seattle. And like, I was dying. I like was didn't dress well. I didn't wear a tank top. I wasn't wearing shorts. But I just remember I was like, I can do this. And I was just like the best mindset ever. Like, I just felt so strong. And I was yes. like, I can keep going. I was just so positive to myself. And I feel like when I was drinking, I like never was that way. I felt like just like when I was drinking, my self-esteem was so low. And I just didn't have confidence. And I was just so harsh on myself all the time. So I just feel like it's completely just shifted like how I treat myself. I just love myself so much more. It feels really good. Yes. I love that. When you were saying that, I was thinking about, because I feel the same way like running. It's like, I feel like, isn't it always like a love-hate relationship oh. with it? Like I love running, 
But like that first mile, of course, I hate. And I'm like, why am I doing this? I hate this. What is the worst decision I've ever made? Like I hate it. But it's just about being uncomfortable. And so like my sobriety helps me with running and then running helps with my sobriety, right? Because you're just like, okay, well, look what I've done. Like I have stop drinking. I have conquered the alcohol beast. Like I can do anything, right? So that's going to power me through my running. And then sobriety is helping me like, okay. And running helps me be like, oh, I can be uncomfortable. Like I can be uncomfortable and just keep going. Like it's not going to kill me. Exactly. And you never regret a good run or a workout like ever after you're done. It's just like the best feeling. Never. Just like you never regret not drinking. I've never like woken up in a morning and be like, damn, I really wished I would have drank last night. <laughs> never. Never, ever. <laughs> never. Oh, my God. Okay. Another thing that I love that you said is you had a few friends, like a few good friends that you had kind of distanced yourself from because they had quit drinking. And when you were still drinking and you were like, well, no, like, you know, you weren't comfortable being with them. And then you had just started to reconnect with them. And so how is that? It's going really, really well. So um, actually, my really close friend, Megan, we met yesterday and did like an eight mile run together. So we've been like running like crazy. And we have this like thing in common. And we've known each other since college. So like over 20 years. And we both have this thing in common that we don't drink, you know, and it's like, and I've always said, it's like, I'm part of a super cool secret club. And I just wish like everybody would join me. You know what I mean? Oh, totally. And it's been really good. And sometimes I feel bad about like distancing myself from her and then another good friend that I have. But I I was thinking about it over the weekend. Like, I think a lot of it is like alcohol just like destroys your self-esteem. Like, you know, like I was just like never just really happy with myself, you know. I mean, and I didn't even drink like that much, you know, three, four times a week. That is a lot. But like, you know, it wasn't every day. But like, you know, on Mondays, I would always feel so bad about myself for drinking over the weekend and not feeling great. And then I'd want to like, you know, try to take a break for a few days. And then Thursday, I'd roll around and I'd be drinking again. And it was just that cycle. And then like, you know, even like, well, not washing my face when I was drinking or forgetting to brush your teeth, which is like the most embarrassing thing in the world, you know, and then no, like, but it's everyone does it. Yes. Yeah. And then it just kind of trickles into every other part of your life. So I think a lot with my other friend, you know, my two friends that I kind of like distance myself from, they quit drinking, they were working out every day, they were eating healthy, they were losing weight. And I just think like, for me, it was like, just made me feel bad. And like, so I just distanced myself and was just kind of in this like spiral for myself. So I feel like once I quit drinking, I started like, my confidence went up, you know, my self esteem was like booming and like just loving myself more. So I feel like that was just like kind of the reason behind it. But it's really good to like be back. And it's funny, though, because now there's like other friends, you know, you just got to stop, stop talking to. So it's like, it's, it's an interesting thing. Yes. I like that you brought that up because now you're on the other side of it and you know that if a friend stops talking to you or starts to distance, you know what she's going through and that it's not about you, right? It's about her and her relationship with alcohol and that she's struggling and like it's the self-esteem thing. It's the you not drinking highlights her drinking and then she has to look at it and maybe she's not ready to look at it or she doesn't want to look at it right now. I like that you can bring empathy to it then and be like, yeah, I know. Like this isn't, this isn't about me. Yeah. I'm not going to take it personally and hopefully they'll come back to me. You know what I mean? Or like other yeah. women that are facing the same thing. Cause they will. Cause like, like regardless if your friends are saying, saying it, like, I think 
people are very curious about what you're doing. They're proud of you. And it's probably pretty impressive to them. And like, hopefully you're, you're kind of making them reflect on their relationship a little bit. So it's been really cool. And actually, I've had multiple friends that have like quit drinking since I quit drinking too. Really? Which is really cool. Yeah. Wow. So it's been Isn't awesome. That so cool. Yes. It's like, it's crazy to think that we really are all influencers. Yes. I mean, we're all influencing people all around us without saying like, hey, come and join me, but just they're watching. That's why it's so empowering to share your sobriety and like not keep it for yourself. It's so... It's such a, an act of like power and freedom, I think. When I started talking about my sobriety, I'm like, wait, I don't feel shame about this. I, I want to scream this from the rooftops. Yes. I was going to say the same thing, yeah. like scream it from the rooftops. Really? I'm so proud of myself. I just want everybody to know. I even tell people like at work, like I'm at work right now and like I don't go into too much of like the detail, but like I've shared my like the podcast with multiple people and I'll tell people like I'm not drinking like and things like that just because I yes. am proud about it and I want other people to feel this way. You know, and no, it is possible. It is possible to live a life without alcohol. That, and that's just it. it. When you were talking about, you know, like the self-esteem and that you wake up on Monday and then it's like, I want to stop. But then by Thursday, everyone who is listening to this podcast knows that cycle. Yes. And I think that the big trick is that we think we just have to make it work. And that if we are not making it work, we're doing it wrong. Somehow we're not drinking the right way. Um, we didn't eat enough or there was too much sugar in the alcohol and maybe tequila would be better than wine or maybe like our, our rules, you know, went out the window and we need to drink water in between. And the problem is there's just no right way to drink a highly addictive substance. There's just not. And I know that sounds like I'm like all for like prohibition and stuff, yeah. which I mean, wouldn't that be great? I think it would um, be. But I... <laughs> I mean, the world would be like fucking 10 times better. I know. Fine. I'm not for like all the alcohol going away, even though I kind of am. But I am for us all evaluating our relationship with alcohol before we quote unquote have to. And before we lose more than we already have, like, isn't like a horrible Monday morning in a shame spiral enough? It's enough. It was enough for me. I'll say right? that. Yes. Yes. And I think that that's the trick is that we're taught that that's not enough. It's like head down. Don't question it until like what? Until something dire happens? Until you your life is destroyed or you, uh, DUI or like what's the benchmark, right? Like what are we waiting for? 100%. Totally. Nope. Totally agree with that. Yeah. I love stories like yours and I always say that it's, they're like the most important to tell and to hear. Mm -hmm. And now look at you. <laughs> Look at you. Yes. No, I feel great. I mean, I definitely have my moments, but I've never felt better. And it's like hard for me to believe that I'm here, like doing this. Like a year ago, I was still drinking. You know what I mean? And like, I never would have thought that this would be my life. And like, I've changed it in so many different ways. And it's just been fantastic. I just feel so much happier. It's really hard to explain how I feel every day. It's just like a sense of like joy. And I'm just comfortable with myself now. I have boundaries in place. Still need to work on that a little bit with some things. But I mean, everyone does. It's an ongoing work. Yes. Boundary work. <laughs> yes. But it's been amazing. It's the best decision I've ever made for sure. Hands down. And like, there's no way I'm like ever going back. 
ever. Yeah. What about your husband? You mentioned your husband listened to the podcast. Yes. What? Is he still drinking? A little bit. So he does not drink okay. nearly as much. I would say maybe a couple of times a month now, which is like actually like really cool. Like he had a margarita on Saturday because he was watching like a boxing match. But then I didn't see him drinking anything else. Um, and then when we've been going on date nights, we found a babysitter, which is fantastic. That's not part of the family. Ugh. And then the last two. So we've gone two Fridays in a row. And then each time I'm always like, oh, you're going to get a drink. You know, like that's me. I'm like the enabler. And he's like, no, I'm good. I don't need that to connect with you. And I was like, oh, so, so it's been really good. Um, I always thought that he was like me, like he relied on alcohol more to deal with like everyday life and the ups and downs. And it feels like it's a little pretty easy for him. Like he just is like, I'm good. Like, so he's like, okay with it. Like it took a lot of work for me to get here. Like, and I still work every single day to be alcohol free, but it's good. He's been really supportive. We have a calendar, just like a magnetic calendar on our fridge with like all the kids dates and stuff on it. Like just things that we have. And he put like my one year anniversary on there on July 5th. And I was like, that's so cute. So he's been really supportive of it all. That's amazing. I think that that's probably the most often I hear is that like as the wife stops drinking, it's not like the husband completely stops, but his drinking just decreases just because we are we are the influencer of our house most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. You So you mentioned that you do work on your sobriety every day. What do you do? So I have a morning routine now, which has been huge. Like mornings are my favorite part of the day. Like I like go to bed at night, like looking forward to my coffee and my quiet time, especially with two little kiddos. I'm like, oh, give me the peaceful house. Um, But so I work out Peloton is my like favorite thing in the world. Tread or bike? I have both actually. So, but I do a lot of the strength training. So like two is like very big for me. So I typically do like a strength training in the morning. Who's your favorite Peloton instructor? Oh, so it depends. But like for strength training, I love Adrian and Justin's and Ben. Yes. Ben has a really good split program that like has changed, transformed my like body. Like it's it's been crazy. Really? Oh, good. So I love them. And then I would have to say I love Kirsten and Jess for the tread and then the bike definitely tune day and Cody. So I'm like very specific. Okay. Oh, yeah. oh, and Emma Lovewell for core. I can talk about Peloton for all day. Like literally I could talk about it. I know. Me too. I'm strictly like Bex, Olivia and Robin for tread. Oh, oh and good. Jess. Sometimes yeah. Jess Sims for like Saturday 60 like oh, boot camp. And then butt. I love Jess Sims like flash 15 oh, strength. It's right. Yeah. So I did one this morning. So good. Okay. So you get your Peloton done in the morning. Yeah. That's great. Before the kids are up, what's it? Yeah. 4.30 to 5. I try to get out of bed. Wow. Yeah. Jamie, what time are we going to sleep? 9 to 10 o'clock hour. Okay. But still, then you could still get up at 4.30. Yeah. I find too that like I feel better even at like, because I do have like a two-year-old. So like, and my son sometimes comes in early. I still find regardless, like I just need to get up and I'll just feel better after getting my routine in. Yes. Okay. I'm going to think about you because I am trying to, I am trying and I'm a morning person, but like my kids sleep, they, they screw everything up. So I am trying to just starting this week, like get up at 5 a.m. to just get my workout in because if I can like get a workout in, get my shower, I feel so much better rather than like the workout at like 930, then it cuts into my work. And then I'm like, you know, trying to manage everything. And then I got the kids and it's a shit show. So I'm going to think about you tomorrow morning. I'm going to set my alarm. 
I'm going to try it. Oh, in the morning, own the day. Like, I'm not even kidding. It's just Ooh, like, yeah. Mor- oh, okay. I love it. Okay. So you do your Peloton. Then what do you do? Do you drink coffee before or no, after? No, I literally like get up, like pound some water and then and work out 20 to 30 minutes. And then I typically will do like a workout like later in the day if I like I have time. And then okay. I'll go upstairs and I'll read like 10 pages of a Quitlick book. Like it's very hard for me not to read like some sort of like Quitlet. Like, I feel like I just need to do that. What's your fave? My absolute favorite, I would have to say, oh, I loved We Are the Luckiest. I really did love that. So um, good. I, I love Sober Diaries, too. Oh, is that Claire Pooley? Yeah. I love stories. Like, I'm all about the stories. But I have, like, a, so many books now. And before, when I was a drinker, I never had time to read. And it's like, I have so much time to read Um, more than I thought. Yeah. And then I just do like a quick five things I'm like grateful for in my journal. It takes like a minute or two. So I do that. And then I have my coffee time. And then at that point, I'm pretty much just like getting ready for the day, like Instagram and stuff like that. I do struggle with not checking my phone and stuff during this time. So I'm working on like trying not to have no phone. Well, you're a human. But I know it's hard. (laughs) You're a human. I know. I mean, that's another ongoing boundaries and Instagram, the ongoing work of our lives. Yeah. That's amazing. I love the morning routine. What else do you do to strengthen your sobriety? You said you're a sober coach. I'm, I became a sober coach. So that's a big thing. That's huge. So it's crazy. So in January, I started an Instagram account. Jen Hurst, who is a close, like I'm working with her and like her LHS. She has a lighthouse sobriety group. I, I participated in her challenges because I love challenges in January. And she suggested an Instagram. So I just like created this Instagram page just to like, you know, be motivational, like just kind of like my own journal, essentially. So I just wait, what is it so we could go follow you? It's amazingly and then underscore alcohol free. Oh, I love that. And I was doing that. And then I just like really loved it. And and I've met so many amazing women like through this journey. I have like the closest friends like now that I've met online that I haven't even met in person, which is amazing. Like best friends. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. Yeah. Like best friend. I know. Same. And and then I'm like, is this crazy that I'm calling them my best friend? I've never met them. But like you share everything, talk every day. Yeah. So, you know, I was just like really like loving, like supporting them or supporting each other. And then I just started like researching being a sober coach. So I found the sober club. So Janie Lee Grace runs it. She's um in London. And I saw that okay. she had a sober training and two days were in person. So I actually asked my husband, I was like, Hey, I want to do this program. It's like a five week training program to be a sober coach. And I need to go to London. So in March, I like went to London all by myself for two days. Like, well, I ended up like four days, but it was like a two day in person training. And it was actually like an hour train ride outside of London. And I did this like immersive, like two day in person training to be a sober coach. And then it was like five weeks of online course. So I like did that. And I got my coaching certification. And like, I would have never won. Like, I was like, if I ever go to London, I'm sitting in a pub drinking all day. Like, right, right. Like, right. two, I would never travel alone, like, ever. And I did it all by myself. Yeah. And, like, I just like did it. And it was like the most amazing experience of my life. And, like, it was just super cool, like, so fun. And just met amazing people in the UK and just like, and just like working together just to be sober coaches and just, you know, changing people's lives in my own life. So it's really cool. I mean, that's 
badass. Like, I, this is what I'm telling you guys. Anyone who says sobriety is boring is, like, so fucking wrong. <laughs> so wrong. Like, that is a thing. Stop. Just drinking, being numbed out on your couch, watching Netflix and watching the same show over and over again, that's boring. Because you don't And you don't remember it the next day. That's boring. Okay. And drinking the same thing over and over again. Oh, the beers. Uh. You're just like not even thinking about what you're thirsty for, what you want. No, it's just like drinking the same drink, like <laughs> 10 of them over and over. What? Like That was me. Ah. Coors Light. I would just like, I could easily drink like eight to 10. <laughs> I mean, but that's what generally people who drink like have their drink, right? Mine was red wine. It was like just drinking. And I remember like going on sober vacation this year and being like, holy shit, look at all of, I had like 15 different drinks, all different, like spicy and sweet and, you know, mocktails and fun waters and all of these like different, I'm like, wow, look at the variety in sobriety. And, and we're taught that this is boring. We got it backwards. Yep. We got to change the mindset. It's totally wrong. Yes. Yes. Totally wrong. Oh my God. Well, what's your favorite part about sobriety? Oh, that's such a good question. I know, like you have to choose one. You're like, which one? (laughs) There's so much to it, but I would probably just say for me, it's probably just the confidence that I have in myself and how comfortable I am with myself now. Like just in general, like I feel like I'm just in general, just like a happier person, but I just feel so comfortable in my own skin. Like my son's birthday was in April and we had like at the party at the same exact place. And I remember a year ago, like being hungover, it was like Saturday and I just felt so uncomfortable in my clothes. And uh, and then we had the same party there and I took like a before and after picture. And it was just like, I felt so much more comfortable and just like confident. And like, for me, yes. that just like, it kind of just radiates out for the rest of my life. Like now I'm like, I'm going after building a business, doing my own career. Like I'm helping women. I'm in like running, you know, running half marathons. I might do a marathon, like, you know, and all these things. So I think just the confidence for me is huge. Cause like, I've always had like self-esteem issues, like, you know, weight issues and things like that. And I think like, it's really turned around for me and I just feel like really happy, like, with myself right now. So it feels good. I can tell. I love this that I got to talk to you, you know, 90 days in and now almost a year later. And I can, I can just tell you're glowing. Like you're just happy. You do seem so confident. And how amazing is it that by like removing this thing, you are who you were meant to be and you're doing all of the things you were meant to do. Yes, it feels so good. And then for those that like are struggling, keep going. It gets, I swear, it just keeps getting better and better and better. Like, honestly, like I, I would say like for me that six to eight months, I was like, whoa, like I really was I've been feeling it. And ever since then, I just every day, I'm just so, so grateful to be this far. Jamie, I'm so proud of you. I'm so glad we did this. I'm so, yes. I'm so glad we did the follow-up because I think that this is, this is as important as that first conversation is to see like, hey, okay, let's follow up. Let's see what's going on. It doesn't sound like it could have gone better. Yeah. No, it's been really great. And thank you so much for having me on again. It's I, I love love the podcast. I love your Facebook group, your Instagram, everything you're doing. So such amazing thing for women out there. I really appreciate all you do for us. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Sober Mom Life. If you loved it, please rate and review it wherever you listen. Five stars is amazing. Also, follow me on Instagram at The Sober Mom Life. Okay, I'll see you next week. I'm going to go reheat my coffee. Bye.
I'm Madeline, and I'm the host of the Happiest Sober Podcast. I got sober in my 20s after a decade of gray area drinking, and the greatest plot twist of all time was realizing that alcohol, the thing that I thought made my life the most happy and fun and exciting, was actually the exact thing preventing me from living my happiest and best life. My mom is 40 years sober, and she joins me on my podcast very often. I like to call her my part-time co-host, and I also bring you solo episodes where I share my top tips, tricks, and mindset shifts in sobriety, and lots of how to's for navigating all the things sober from weddings to parties to holidays to bachelorette parties to trips. I'm also joined by so many guests who come on and share their sober stories and they're all so, so inspiring. I'm here to show you that life doesn't end when you quit drinking. In fact, it's very much the opposite. And no matter what your relationship was with alcohol, life can be the absolute happiest when you're sober. New episodes come out every Tuesday. You can listen to Happiest Sober Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.